Starwall Odyssey is a product of the OneShot Network Patreon and was made available publicly by OneShot Network patrons. While this public feed isn't updated regularly, you can get new episodes of Starwall every other week on the OneShot Network Patreon. You can find the full series and all of the bonus content we produced for it by heading to patreon.com slash oneshotpodcast and signing up for $5 a month or more. You gotta have bad ones. We'll have more. We'll make more. Yeah, I know. We're okay. There's Uh, gonna be bad ones. We're recording now. We are recording. Okay. I can tell when you've hit the record button, James. I've played with you just long enough that I can tell when you've done it. Now we are recording. Heroes, and welcome back to Star Wall. Um, we are re- recording with our, our brand new role playing system that, that we are going to be featuring for this. Uh, I don't think we have announced it yet. This is a like alpha play test of the Skyjacks role playing system. Yeah. Obviously we have made a couple changes to uh the system in order for it to like uh fit the themes of this universe rather than Skyjacks. Uh but I'm going to give a basic overview so everybody at the table understands how things work. We're all looking Good at Mel. Luck. We're all looking at Mel. <laughs> um it's because Ali and Drew kind of already asked me a little bit about it uh, before. So Basically, on your character sheet, uh, you have five core stats. They are prowess, finesse, presence, intellect, and magic. Anything that you want to do in this game, you are going to select one of those core stats to be the thing that you roll with in order to uh, like uh, attempt to succeed at, at what you're trying to do. And you can use any stat just about to address any problem. However, like which stat you approach a problem with is probably going to affect the difficulty of it. For instance, if you're going to get in a fight using uh, prowess or finesse, prowess being like strength and endurance and all of that, and and finesse being like dexterity and, and stealth and all of that, like those are probably going to be pretty average difficulties for you to succeed in that fight. However, if you are, you could also fight with intellect, um, the Sherlock Holmes, Robert Downey Jr. movie style, where you like punch all of the exact correct places and whatnot and think your way around the problem. However, it is going to be a lot harder to fight that way. So the challenge that you'll be rolling against will be greater. So the takeaway is you can use any stat to address any problem. However, your approach to trying to address a problem is probably going to affect the difficulty of that problem. Next up, uh, each of your stats has amounts in it that, that, that you put into it. Those are uh, what we call bits and bars. Every uh, bit that you have, every, every four bits that you have is a bar. You can spend the bits from your various stats to use special abilities or upgrade your dice. 
So if you're attempting a roll, but before you roll, you can go like, ah, well, I've only got one D6 in this roll. I am going to spend a, a bit from my stat to increase that D6 to the D8. You can also spend two bits in order to add a whole new die, if you like. Then we have uh, all of your like special abilities. Everybody has come up with their own talents for this game. Uh, and those talents have different costs and different effects based on how much you invested in it. We made these up. Uh, so who knows how well they work, but you know, they are, if you listen to the King Killer game that we recorded for one shot, like it is based off of like the initial iteration that we were doing for that. Everybody, uh, a thing that is not on character sheets, I realize, and, and we should have on the character sheets, uh, You, everybody has 15 vitality. Your vitality is, you know, basically your stress, your hit points, whatever. If things don't go well for you, you are probably going to take a hit to your vitality. Once you have gone through all 15 vitality, you start taking damage to your stats directly. Mm -hmm. um, when you are spending from your stats or taking damage to your stats, you will check off boxes. If you check off all of the boxes that you have available, uh, you now have an injury. Whenever you have an injury or, or malady, some things might bypass that, like if you get poisoned or whatever. Um, if you have an injury or malady, uh, it will be a new relationship that you have. And it will likely be a relationship die that is rolled against you. Um, for the most part, those relationships will be temporary. They will go away at the end of like whatever scene you are doing. Uh, however, you also have the ability to throw your Ocus down. We're still using that terminology because uh, there's it's too much to change uh, uh, for this playtest. But when you throw your Ocus down, you are committing to a scene. You are saying that this scene is important to you and your character. If you do that, Every single die that you have when you roll it will be upgraded. So if you are rolling with a D6, it will be upgraded to the D8. If you are rolling with the D8, it will be upgraded to the D12. Uh, that is one of the only ways to get access to criticals. Like, you're, there's no way to just base roll with a D12. You always have to upgrade into it either by spending the bits or by throwing your Ocus down. However... The pet, like the the uh, risk, is also higher when your Ocus is down because you are committing to yourself. You're saying the scene is important to you, and if the scene is important to you, the scene can also change you. Mm -hmm. So if you get injured, that injury is uh, more permanent and severe. So throwing your Ocus down is is not something that like you do lightly, or not something that you would do unless like you're you're sure that you're gonna come on top of the scene. Like you could against a bunch of minions, throw your Ocus down and all of a sudden start like throwing people around and messing them up. And that's probably, you're not going to come away with an injury, but you're saying the scene is important to me because I want my character to look like a badass. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, very much like the end of the adventure zone when Travis says, Hey Griffin, it's important to me that I take out these extra guys. Um, so that is, that that's like your Ocus, that is making your rolls, that is spending from your stats. The other thing that you have is uh, we have relationships here on the back of our sheet. Um, your relationships come in three forms. There are stable, unstable, and secure relationships. When you incorporate a relationship die into a roll, either for or against you, it is saying that your relationship is in some way affecting that role. 
for instance, uh, Petronilla and uh, uh, Ty have a very close relationship. If like uh, Petronilla were in trouble and Ty were trying to save her, uh, Mel might say, oh, I am going to use, I'm going to incorporate my relationship into this role because it is important. Uh, the thing to be aware of, though, is the outcome of those roles is also maybe going to have an effect on your relationship. Um, a relationship can progress and become more intense and more secure. It can diminish uh, by regressing and becoming more unstable. It can transform, becoming a different version of itself. Like right now, Petra, Ty and Petronilla might have a really strong friendship, um, but that like through transformation, that friendship might change into a romance or a rivalry or whatever. So the thing to be aware of when rolling your relationship, uh, it can change. So it's not something that you do lightly. It's something that you do to say, this is important, which means it's important enough to risk. It's important enough to change. Cool. Lastly, uh, relationships can also be rolled against you. They can be rolled with uh, the GM dice. When I am rolling challenge dice, I can say that like, ooh, uh, this is pu pulling up on uh, like Ty's relationship with obligation. Um, and I think the way like you, you feel so obligated to this that it's actually adding to the challenge of the role. And I would roll thusly. Um, that is it. Like all role playing systems that I run on one shot, most of the time, you're just going to tell me what you want to do, and we'll figure out how we do it together. You don't need to sweat all this, but if you are a mechanics nut, and especially if you're a listener who's going to be confused about this system, those are the basics of the system. Uh, we do have dice in the system. They are custom dice with symbol faces. I wonder where that idea came from and why mm -hmm. I like it so much. Uh, so... That is it. Uh, th these are these look at are how fun they are. Different than other games that might have custom dice uh, uh, with with uh, particular faces. I guess I should pull up the die face guide for myself. For, uh, yeah, someone to look at as we begin this. Um, however, uh, are there any questions? No. There will be. I'm, I'm sure there will be. So, we are currently in space. Deep space, strange space, the lights on the ship, what was formerly your tenement that you are now rapidly realizing is a ship, flicker. You have all just like jerked to the side as like a massive flux of like acceleration and gravity rocked everything. There are probably... Uh, spilled and, and broken items that, that were not, like, secured down. Uh, there are people who, like, banged and bumped into furniture. Uh, things are disheveled. People are surprised. Uh, and the lights are flickering. Now, I believe Petronilla and Ty and Harker were around uh, Sack when the ship took off. Is, is that I correct? believe like, so. They were, Harker was not. Harker was down in the restaurant oh. speaking to the horse mafia boss man. Yes, oh. that's right, that's right, okay. Um, so you are like, you were standing on either side of Sack 
and the gamer chair, which is now glowing with this brilliant neon display. Um, and I think Sack's eyes have like a faint neon haze over them. Um, and, and like there are parts of it that are like sparkling and blinking. Um, Sack looks a little bit out of it right now. Um, you, you can't quite tell what, what's going on with him. Meanwhile, down in the restaurant, Harker, like things are chaotic. And I think there are holes in the floor. We are going to say probably conveniently, unless you would like to uh, consult the stars, which is what we'll call um, our system here. Uh, unless you would like to con uh, consult the stars to see if like anything weird happened, um, because basically I am thinking very conveniently, all of the clientele fell out and really it is just your staff who is still in the restaurant. I feel like that'd be very convenient but I don't want convenience. I, I want drama. Uh, let's consult the stars. All right. Um, so the other thing is uh, very much like in Skyjacks, when a role would neutral because we do have a, a uh, canceling out sis, uh, 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 symbol based system, it is possible to uh, roll a wash. When we roll a wash, we consult the stars and also we consult the stars for, you know, thematic inspiration uh, uh, to determine things that you wouldn't want like a yes, no answer to. Absolutely. Let's see what this is. That's a three. Three. Papyrus. Solutions. Perseverance. Invention and strategy. Hmm. I feel like that actually means that the I don't think anybody's in here. I think it's just it's just the the wait staff and it's just the, the chefs and me. Uh, I feel like everyone else dropped out of this place and in like a weird way, like in a very convenient looking way. Um, I have a at, suggestion. Oh, please do. Yeah. Um, the way I mean, like the belly of the ship, if it's shaped like a narwhal, that means it's curved. Maybe that curved wall is where the kitchen is. You're in the belly of the ship mm -hmm. and the restaurant was built. All the seating was on the front. It was built outside of the main body. Oh, cool. So we just lifted away from the rest of the restaurant. And so it, you're all safe in the kitchen. And now you've got like a cool to go window. Yeah, it's very big, open to go window. Uh, I I feel like that's the danger right now is that there is literally nothing between us and space. Uh, it is just open, empty floor, and there are five rabbits. Just is it five? How many do I have? No, it's six. So me. Yeah, you are a rabbit as well. I, I'm a rabbit as well. So it, it's the six of us, like, in the door frame, like, trying to hold on and not fall out into open, strange space. Okay. I have just consulted the stars. And I think, Drew, because you have this big window, mm -hmm. your staff have this big window, you look out and what you see is like a kaleidoscopic vaporwave view. It is like a, a 
crisscrossing, like undulating neon grid that has like what looks like pixelated things rushing and dashing across it in big in pinks and teals and greens. Like it is just like this extremely trippy and, and brilliant mindscape outside. It's unlike anything. Well, I actually don't want to make that claim. It is unlike anything most people have ever seen. <laughs> I feel like it. The the reflective lights of those pinks and greens are lighting up the inside of where we are, and so you just see uh, shock and awe and fear on all of our faces as we ah, like hold ourselves in this this doorway, um, and neon lights spilling over us. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. Just hold on. Don't move. Nobody move. This is the mist. It has come back for me. No. Hopscotch is vibrating, like, uncontrollably, twitching the entire body, ears, whiskers, eyes, bunny tail, everything. Salvatore, Sal, 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 can you close the door? Try to close the door, Sal. Oh, my God, fight. Yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, I'll try Sal reaches, it, of course the door is, it opens out, so it's outside, and he's like reaching as best he can to grab the doorknob and almost falls out. And I, I feel like Harker goes over to help, and so it's the two of them like, and then finally like, click. I would actually like you to make a roll. Let's do it. I imagine this would be a prowess. Uh, so this, yeah, prowess makes sense. And I think this is, uh, calling on the relationship that you have with your, uh, uh, what, what are they, what are you titled? My yes. chefs. Yes. Um, so put together a, your core pool. That looks like it is going to be two. Stable with your chefs, right? I'm stable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. First roll. Excited. Okay, that looks to be uh, a blank circle. <laughs> okay, so um, the blank circle is an opportunity. Okay, it's an opportunity. Two circles with eyes in them. Um, so that is uh, what is in the other system is information. But for us, uh, I guess in the Skyjack system, we call it fate. So we'll call it fate for now. Fate. So two points of fate. Fate are... Temporary things that you can spend into your stats, like you would be able to spend anything else, but you can spend them anywhere uh, as long as this scene lasts. Cool. Um, and uh, the other one is an entangle. Okay. Which is something, but based on the results of this, which I did roll one failure for you. So okay. You fail. Okay. <laughs> based on the results of this, your there is like a scene like within this scene the relationship between you and your chefs is somehow compli like complicated. complicated in this okay um and so what happens the like I, I imagine it is like kind of a a one of those metal roller oh yeah uh window things yeah so you are trying to pull this down and as you are pulling it down this strange, like, 
I, I you, you know when people do makeup on themselves so they look like video game characters so they've got like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is a neon creature that is defined in that way um like stops it with with a bizarre claw that like it just looks like it is from a 2D space, but it is clearly acting within a 3D space. Like this appendage stops it. And then other like neon creatures like start crawling in and through. Shit. Uh, there, I mean, we're all screaming. We're all looking at them. Like, what, what the fuck is that? Um, Hopscotch is clutching a giant ladle and sobbing. <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> The beast! The beast approaches! What? What is that? Get back! And uh, I, I feel like, I feel like um, everyone's starting to like throw pots and pans and things out while uh, the two of us are trying to close it, but we fail at that. So we need to deal with these things first. So um, here's what I'm gonna do. I am going to uh, use something for my presents. Uh, I'm gonna spend two presents. Uh, very quickly, uh, and use my uh, special talent. There we go. That, I was like, what's the word? Uh, called uh, special skill called Yes Chef. If I spend two presents uh, to send some or all of my other chefs to complete a simple task. Uh, so I'm going to send them all uh, to complete the simple task of keeping this, of, of securing where we are. And I uh, am gonna draw two chef knives and gonna like wade into this. Uh, this is this is what I was trained for. Um, question: uh, what, what, what was the name of, of my uh, bunny who is not Sarge? I just said everybody. Marcosian. Like, yeah. Or Marco. Like we call you Marco sometimes, but it's Marcosian. Marcosian. There's there's Big hops. Black rabbit, many scars, hook hand, wooden leg, thick accent. He's the brewer. Marcosian like looks to you, nods solemnly, and then looks to the other chefs and says, uh, like, under his breath, you can hear it. It is really directed towards them. Lama, uh, which is the uh, uh, Usagan dialect that Marcosian speaks uh, to be like the fabled blade. Like, that is exactly what it is, and that is your entanglement. Fuck. <laughs> And like everybody, the, the good thing is everybody stops panicking. Like there is just a sudden like, okay, this is what it is. It's serious. We listen to the chef now. Let's cut upstairs. I think the gravity here is a little weird. It's not that it's totally off or broken. It's just not as strong as it normally would be um like and and you can really feel that very clearly there's also like the whole building around you the whole ship around you is groaning and creaking and like there is almost a shuddering that 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 moves through almost like something within uh like like if you were underwater like the passing of a large beast that you would feel. 
uh, through any cracks like in the door because you were on the the top of this place, like like towards the front, I believe. And there is kind of like a a maintenance closet up there. This is normally just like a rooftop. Like there's a roof outside of where you are. There's a rooftop deck, but like this sort of, you know, mechanics and whatnot area is also like kind of where Sack works. Uh, He lives between the walls, but he works here. Um, And so like outside would be, would, would be the rooftop deck and you can see, underneath like the door, the crack in the door and any cracks in the boards, there is just like this piercing neon glow uh, of light that is coming through the walls. Whoa. Weird vibes. What the actual fuck? I can see everything. Zach, what did you do? I I, I don't know, man. I, I fixed it. I fixed, I fixed what everybody told me to fix. What did, why did we tell you to fix? Well, the power was out or, or, or the, whatever, you know, I just, I tinkered around with stuff and I fixed it. Anybody else taste lasers? Uh, Do we? <laughs> it depends on how perceptive you are, I guess. Yeah. Uh, roll for lasers. Roll for laser taste? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I guess, like, it, I feel like this would be an <laughs> intellect thing if you if you want to roll for it to maybe uh, discern what is different that is happening now. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be assessing the situation, so I'll roll a, a d6 here for my intellect. It's a round circle that's empty in the middle. Okay. That uh, means you just fail. Um, nah. as, as I uh, And kind of you would like to roll through. You're sure. more than welcome. Why not? What am I rolling? A d6. Okay, um, uh, that is a success and a um, uh, 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 complication. So you succeed with 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 a complication, and uh, you fail, but there are no complications. Um, or no, so it's not it's not a success. It's actually we have to consult chart. Okay, okay. So nobility, power, style, and indulgence. Um, all right. So you are trying to understand, I think maybe through the vibe in some way, like what is going on? What happened? And one of the things that like you feel very suddenly as you make yourself in tune with your surroundings is that the world doesn't feel right. Almost as though like things are, are are pinned down in the wrong direction, but I think also you like you feel not only are, are things wrong, not only is the world and your environment wrong, but it feels like completely unappealing to you right mm, now. Like really bad. Vibe. Something about this, and it's not like uh, it's not like a bad vibe. Like ooh, this is dangerous or whatever. It's like ugh. I can't believe Ooh. I'm dealing with this. Do you think, I mean, Ty has been in space before. Would Ty know that we have left the planet? Uh, oh, yeah, you succeeded. So, like, you know yeah. you're in space right now. Like, that is that is a thing. Like, the, the ways in which you feel untethered, you must be in space, and you must be in some corner of space that represents kind of like a theme or something that you just, ugh, 
doesn't mesh well with you. Mm, 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 mm. Can I? And I guess because you're successful, uh, I'll, I'll even say it's nerd shit. This feels like oh. nerd shit. Oh, weird vibes. Weird vibes. Um, what is yeah. it, Apple? We are in space. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. What kind of space is it? It's some nerd shit. Nerd shit. Sack, yeah. what did you do? I don't know. He bought a, a gamer chair. I, first of all, did he not stole buy a it. Gamer chair. I didn't stole steal it. Liberated. It was a gift. It was a gift for my patrons. It was a gift for my patrons. I doubt that. A gift for my patrons. How many of okay, them did fine. It, take? it was a gift. It's a gamer chair. You set it up, and now we're in space. How is that possible? Uh, suddenly, the entire building rocks. Uh, and shudders. And everybody is, like, kind of thrown to the side a little bit. The gamer chair, I think, like, goes spinning. And, like, Sack goes spinning with it. And, like, it sort of, uh, uh, moves up on the wall to the side. And then gravity shifts to the side, to the walls, with the chair. Um... Boom, and you hear uh, what sounds like a shuddering ship tune of a scream outside. Like like some massive beast uh, through an audio distortion is like letting out a horrible wail. I'm gonna love the uh, the sound the soundscaping of this. That's gonna be great. Yeah. Hey, good luck, Ryan. <laughs> Brian, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're not. No, we're not. What the hell? So, okay. So gravity keeps changing direction is what you're saying, James? Um, what I am saying is the gamer chair, like, was sent flying across the room and then went onto the wall. And, and then that's where the gravity. That's okay. where the gravity went. So we're not, in, we're not in low gravity or zero G yet. We're just, we're being shifted around. But the gravity is lower for you right now. It is not as strong. So like when you fall to the wall, it's like falling on the moon to the ground and not Great. Uh, my question is this. Can I move the chair back to a regular place? Yeah, totally. Cool. I am going to attempt to do that. I'm going to attempt to move the chair back I... onto a normal place on the ground. Or, like, is there a spot where it looks like it's supposed to be? Because, so like, I mean, I guess jumping back into this after a break, uh, I know kind of where I think this is going. And I, I want to know if if I can kind of see where this chair is supposed to be. to be. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess the, these are two different things. One is you're trying to figure out if, if uh, Petronilla knows where the chair is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. If you gave me a spend from intellect, uh, I would say, you know where the, you, like, you can just know where the chair is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then make a roll with prowess to see if you can move it to where it's supposed to be. Okay. Because I was going to bring up the fact that I have a talent in finesse Ooh. that's called float dancer, which means that I move beautifully in zero G or underwater. Okay. Okay. And I can spend one finesse to downgrade a challenge. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Um, I guess then. All right. You are just rolling against 
um, uh, what is it called? It is called volatility. Uh, so there's no challenge to this anymore because you're so good at moving. Now it's all like everything is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm going to roll that. And I'm rolling my finesse against that. Uh, you are going to be rolling. Or, I guess am, I, if, or if, am I just rolling? Did you want finesse or prowess? I think either is good for this. Oh, I see. I see. So you used float dancer, Using float but dancer, you don't have to necessarily finesse. use finesse to use float dancer. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Then you might as well go prowess. Prowess. Yeah. Yeah. You're strong, and it's about moving. Does that big. mean I have a D8 and a D6? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I, I'm I'm catching up. And it doesn't matter what color they are, or they're white. White is the one that you want to roll. Thank you. Is there any? Are there any relationships you're utilizing in this as well? No. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think anything. I don't think so. I don't think we're there yet. But okay. We're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a big open circle, which is a bad. Hey, one, no, that, that's good though. And then um, this is. Something because it's also a big open circle. Yeah, is it? It's, but and uh, uh, the information, what well, like oh. that's got to be what that is. So oh. you get you get a a point of of fate. Uh, so you can spend that in place of like a spend that you do for your stats on anything Cute. in these scenes. So I rolled because I was rolling just volatility, mm-hmm. uh, a success for you, and uh, a complication. Okay. You got two opportunities. One of those opportunities will cancel out the complication. So you succeed. You get in, like, you, you, you get a point of fate. So, like, there is, is something that, like, has gone well for you in the scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got an opportunity. So, like, you are now in an advantaged position mm-hmm. as you so, sort of, like, I, I think... <laughs> Well, Squealor kind of, or well, well, Ty kind of uh, falls to the wall and like boing splats a little bit. Yeah, um, like a jello. Yeah. And like Sack is just like spinning around on this awful chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, you like very beautifully, like gorgeously. There's a sudden, there's a sudden like dancer like tension is, is that it? enters the body. That then, like, there's a, a Fantasia. Yes, okay. that's yeah. correct. So there's like a tension, a dancer-like tension that comes into Petronella's body and then settles into a very relaxed, like, poise. And then seeing where the chair is spinning with Zach screaming out of control, she like, there's like a, a beautiful plie, a preparation, and then she springs forward and soars across the room elegantly. <laughs> this gigantic seven foot tall, 512 pound hippo lady soars across the room like a ballerina and grabs the chair with Zach attached and then like, be- like springs backwards off of that part of the wall and gently brings the chair to a place on the floor where it looks like it's supposed to fit. In the background, you hear Ty going, Ah, Apple! Just like an exorbitant amount of like feminine grace and beauty is suddenly there. Yeah, and as you move the chair off the wall, like gravity untethers from the wall and back towards the floor, and there is this like, platform or whatever uh where just like one of the screws was not put in properly that you like 
so happened to have floated by you as you were gracefully dancing Ding. through the air. Blue Danube plays in the distance. It's <laughs> played by a, like a chip tune. <laughs> like Wow, that's an extremely specific order that I don't know Ryan is going to be able to hit, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> try. Sorry, Ryan. Just sorry. try. We, so, so you plant the chair in place, like there is another pulse of neon light through all the wires and whatnot that were like hooked up to this thing. Um, and like, it feels like gravity has normalized and settled just at the point where there is a massive bang. And the door caves in to outside you see a creature that looks like a weird, like, pixelated serpent, um, and it moves almost like with skipped frame animation. So it's like getting closer in, like, sudden, um, like, bursts and charges. Uh, what do you do, Ty? Here's my question. What do I know about space monsters? Is this... Is there any futility in fighting them outside of the immediate confines of the ship or um, like, what, what do I know about this? Because I, if this isn't the, my first battle, I want to know what the. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even think we need to roll for this because you both have been to space before. Um, basically the, the way, uh, life support systems on ships work and, and ships work is, uh, from the uh, central command chair that like sort of uh, controls the ship and whatnot, uh, there is a field of like reality exuded from it, like a, a concrete presence of a world that can support the, the people who are within the ship. And that's kind of like a shielded bubble around the ship. Uh, in different areas of space, especially if you enter like a very chaotic area of space and you don't have like strong shielding or whatnot, there will be entities that are within the sort of like metaphorical mindscape that is the space that exists between systems uh, will try to incur their way into that reality, either integrate or uh, rend asunder or like in some way consume that reality. So like uh, on, on certain ships that don't have strong shields, like, yeah, sometimes you fight monsters, but you can probably fight monsters. It is not as safe to fight outside as it is to fight inside. Um, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do because if a big monster is attacking your ship on the outside, somebody has got to take care of it. Hmm. 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 I feel like I have two ways I could go. And I'm going to ask Apple what you think I should do. What 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 would Squealor do? Uh would he try to use the vibe to calm everyone down and perhaps strengthen the feel of the ship? Or would he climb out the door and slap the shit out of a digital snake? That's a great question, and I could see us going either way. Mm -hmm. I think in our history as adventuring pals, 
I've seen you go both ways. I've seen mm-hmm. you slap the shit out of a digital monster. So Ty swings both ways. Digimon. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of obvious. That was implied. I think yeah. that that was that was. I mean, it's been implied from the beginning, but yeah. Yes. It's a Mel D'Amato banger of a character. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think it comes down to what do you think as far as like you got to read on the vibe before we saw the monster reveal and it's not your jam. Yeah. So do you think you're going to step up and smack it or are you going to? I think that the vibe has irritated me and I'm going to do a smack. Okay. I'm going to do a hit. All right. Like a sticky hand smack? I'm going to smack a Rooney. I'm going to throw hands. Okay. Literally. Literally. Throw that hand. Throw my gooey hands, (laughs) which have maces gooped into them, and I'm going to yeet them as hard as I can at this snake but i'm gonna wait until it's close enough that i know that it'll connect i was gonna say is this thingy as big as the ship bigger than the ship or not as big as the ship this thing that has just broken in is like uh you know maybe like eight feet wide or maybe not eight feet wide like (laughs) it it is this is this is like a a huge thing that is like 20 feet long or whatever it's not bigger than the ship it's like slightly smaller than the ship but it's still a huge thing you know okay something that's still small enough to cram its way through a door but huge um so i roll so yeah you you uh or just the D6. You, it will roll the oh, because I'm you're using prowess to attack, right? Yeah. So yeah, you would start off rolling a D6 and a D8. You can decide if you want to spend anything to upgrade um any of that. Uh but because you were throwing hands and you have at least two bits of prowess, uh you are, are doing this as a ranged attack, but yep. you know, using your melee stuff to attack. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, you get, you get a point of fate. Uh, there's going to be a complication in this, and, uh, this is a neutral roll, so I need you to roll on our little theme list here to see whether or not we hit. All right. We got, uh, the Merry Wanderer, travel, detachment, freedom, and luck. I kind of think that means you hit. Um, uh, I do also think that kind of the way your attack worked, if, if, uh, unless you have something that you had in mind. I, my assumption was just, I'm throwing a handful of mace and it's going to hit and hopefully deter this giant shit snake. Yeah. So this big weird snake breaks in, uh, you throw your hands like whoop. Whoop, uh, uh, globs of yourself with, with mace inside, like swirl through the air. One moves towards the front of the snake and it like kind of moves itself to, you know, block the attack. And like, it thinks it's blocked the attack, but what it didn't see was the second hand that you had, like sort of boomerang behind it and strike it in the back of the head. Its mouth pops open, its eyes like bug out <laughs> wide uh, and its whole body blinks. Um, the there are ping bo- there are ping pong sounds. It's yeah. The uh, uh, issue that we have the complication, um, and uh, this will be incorporated into your next action, is that piece of yourself hasn't quite come back 
because you had to boomerang it around, it is like still outside. And you know, it is a piece of yourself. It can do simple things, uh, uh, but it is like currently not connected to you. And that could be uh, a complication, a bit of volatility as uh, things unfold. But the other one came back. Yeah, but the other one did come back. So uh, through the open door, uh, kind of everybody is able to see like there is this big snake, like uh, because the snake blinked or whatever, you're able to see past it. There is a large, like kind of squid looking monster that has again, these massive uh, uh, like pixelated tentacles that, that are full of like this this neon vaporwave aesthetic. Um, it's very bright and sparkly. Uh, and there are also like pixelated digital numbers that are like rapidly changing out there in that space. Let's cut down to Parker and uh, the the rest of the Usagon. Flooding into your, your space are these like neon monsters. Uh, these are like little weird gremlin things. Uh, they, they look like almost like ink imps. They've got this like glowing teal skin and these uh, hot fuchsia teeth um, and, and red eyes. Uh, they go around and uh, they are like going up to the food or plates or whatever, and they are like simply consuming uh, uh, whatever they can get their hands on. Cool, 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 cool. So uh, I feel like Harker turns around and he sees what's going on out there with all those imps. There was one that was like in their face, like a, there's a big one coming up yeah. at them. So there's that one coming here. He has turned and said to his his Usagon friends to get to safety and secure the area. And he reaches into into his his apron and he just pulls out two carving knives and he's going to wade into this because this is what he was trained to do. So he goes for it. How do I roll to attack? Um, To attack, you would choose either like, well, I mean, choose whatever stat you want to attack um, and then Tell me what you're doing. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm going to use finesse okay. uh, to attack. For I imagine what he does is he pulls the two carving knives and just chucks them. All right. Um, yeah, uh, you can roll whatever you want. If you like, you can spend uh, one uh, bit to upgrade a die. You can spend two bits to add an entirely new die to the roll. You can also uh, throw your Ocus down, or you can just say, hey, what I've got is enough right now. That's what I'm going to roll. I'm going to try with just what I got for right now. I'm going to see what I can do just going for it. Two black. All right. Uh, I, I got nothing here. So you hit. Um, I think uh, that, that that is going to be two damage against this, like uh, against this, this threat of like, a field of imps uh you like uh these knives whirl through the air and digitally like embed themselves in uh the the chest of these imps and they like disappear (laughs) a little coin as well i think literally a single coin falls onto the ground (laughs) i love that that's awesome uh i imagine what happens at this point is 
uh, in the timeline of what's going on, Harker has done that, pulls another knife, and is going to jump when the gravity shifts to the to the side because that's what was happening upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps and instead of going forward, he goes to the side, lands on the side of the uh, of the building and continues to run across the building that way until within, you know, several seconds, it writes itself. Uh, so there was a big hole he was going to try to jump over, mm-hmm. but I don't think he has to now. He just traverses it that way. Yeah, and, and so now he's running on the side. I think these imps like roll like there, there is a minute uh, where gravity changes and then immediately their orientation changes for the gravity to be that way and they like land without an issue and seeing you attack they converge. Um, I am gonna have them attack. Uh, I have not yet decided um, how defense works okay i kind of think that uh you are gonna be uh, so there here here's where things get sticky i am either tying it to a stat which means some characters are going to be better at defense and some characters are going to be worse at defense or you are just justifying which stat you're using to defend uh, let's try it that way. Um, okay. So tell me which stat you want to defend with. And uh, I'm going to defend with uh, finesse. I'm going to be quick. All right. If you're using finesse, I know you have a good finesse. I want to test this system. I am going to upgrade and buy myself an extra die here. Um, so I now have a high stakes die and a low stakes die uh, coming at you to attack you. Um and we're going to do that roll. I have two fate and a open circle. Yeah. Okay. So um, that opportunity is going to cancel out the complication that would have been headed your way. Uh, I do manage to succeed as I roll two of the, the X's um, uh, on that. So these things are going to hit. I am also, uh, to add to the tension... I am going to mark off to add two damage to this. You're going to have four damage coming to your vitality as these imps come at you. You are running along the side of the wall. I think as you move over the side of the wall and like across uh, things, like imps are leaping at you. And like one will swipe at you, uh, one will like just pop up from the ground at you, um, and you like hop over it and whatnot. But like you reach an area where um, uh, an imp just sort of like. Uh, does that again skipped frame animation like jumps in your way Mm. and like you feel the impact like kind of rocket through your body it it passes through you like a wave and it feels like electrical and charged and above your head like a little heart like (laughs) evaporates um and you you are hit uh, so you take that for damage and uh you know it doesn't feel good. No, no, that hurt. That hurt like hell. Um, I imagine what happens is uh, Harker feels that that impact. It pushes him backwards. He kind of skids a little bit, but continues to try to make his run. Uh, he's going to attack again 
Um, what I'm gonna do, I got all these things, all these these fates. Yeah. I might as well start using some of them. Um, cool, 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 cool. Let me look at some of these real quick. I'm gonna use Rabbit Kick. Uh, I'm gonna spend two. Give those back to you there without using any prowess. Um, uh, Rabbit Kick allows me to do one of the following. Either escape an enemy bigger than myself, mm -hmm. break a mundane object, or make an impossible leap. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out of this sticky situation where they're kind of swarming on me. I'm going to make an impossible leap. And the leap is going to be from the wall to the ceiling and to the other side. Uh, the jump is just him trying to get to the other side of the room. Mm -hmm. But as he jumps gravity reasserts itself to the way that it was going before so down becomes down again and so what he does is he leaps and has just enough to get to the ceiling and then push off in a different direction um and it's going to put him in a more advantageous outside of this swarming of everyone and i think i'm gonna do that and uh, the other th no, no no I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait for that so that's that's I think that's the end of what I'm doing uh cool let's pop back upstairs so we have this big awful snake that just got hit I think I am gonna do a spend two here to target uh, two pcs with a move I am going to have this snake lunge in a way that it's sort of like chomps at both uh, Petronilla and Ty. Um, so choose how you are going to defend against that. Jesus. Good. Um, Sounds great. Snake. Mel and I are like... <gasps> this is a fun game, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> uh, so you both succeed. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I also need you to roll this because oh. you are missing a part of yourself. Oh, yeah, your hand. Hand. I can make a new one. Oh, right, man. Well, hey, it worked out even better that... for you. Yeah. So, so that you did, that's three successes on your part and Is an that opportunity. One, two, three? Yeah. And that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. Okay. Um, so. It looks like uh, Petronilla is going to have a, a complication. And it looks like Ty is also going to have a complication from this. So this snake lunges towards you as it like spills into the room. Again, it's moving with the skip frame animation, which makes it like hard to predict. But you two are hardened warriors. Like you, you have fought a lot. So you manage to avoid that. But there is like all of this stuff that is getting kicked up. Like this is where sack works. I cannot emphasize that enough. This place is not neat. Uh, Sack will claim that he has an organizational system, but that is inaccurate. That is not the case. Is it like snack wrappers and like energy drink cans and stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, there are a lot of uh, energy drink cans, which I think in this universe, they are long and tall. Uh, however, <laughs> It's like uh, the old like 1920 style cans where you actually need the can opener that like actually pushes yeah. into the lid okay. um, for for the energy drinks. Um, so yeah, it, like this is now extremely cramped. You don't have a lot of room to maneuver. Um, 
this this snake is in here uh and i think uh like the power on the ship starts to flicker a little bit um as uh the ship is like once again rocked by a massive hit as uh the beast outside like swipes at it with another tentacle what do you two do apple i think we need to get sap under control we're not gonna get out of this i could not agree more i want to say that because ty and Petey have not only been to space before, but we fought alongside one another in space before. We both know that this is not us. Mm-hmm. This has Sack written all over it, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Sack still screaming and spinning in circles? Like, what, what's, I, I what's our guy doing? He's spinning anymore. I do think he's looking a little woozy. He, he's not well. Yeah. He's like, uh, you, you can see uh, that again, his eyes have this sort of like neon pale over them um mm-hmm. but like it is flickering um uh so like he's looking around the room trying to get his bearings but like we can see in, in sack's point of view he is both seeing the room through this like faint neon haze and also seeing as the ship so he sees like this massive pixelated like uh squid monster mm-hmm. in front of him uh and so he's like having difficulty differentiating like his body and the ship and he's ha- i'm gonna say sack has never been to space before he does not know what's, what's going happening on. but we I, it's safe to say that we do right that, yes that both ty and pd are aware of the, the situation that is happening okay um, I, since Petey has hands on the chair and Zach is right there, um, I think that what I'd like to do, James, what language is Zach's homeworld natural tongue? Um, if any. So I don't think, uh, Zach had, like, I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, he speaks common. Well, um, he does, yes. But like, what? What is a like? He's a what? What is his culture called? What? Is, what they're dragonlings. They? Dragonlings. Um, and I did. I I do want to point out to our our listeners. I did come up with a different uh sort of backstory for for how dragonlings uh come to be. I thought about like I do think dragons do crossbreed and whatnot, but it's actually way more interesting for me for dragonlings the specific thing that uh, Sack is to be the blood of dragons, a species. That's very cool. So like during the big war against all of evil, like the incarnation of evil, like when a great dragon was injured, it would bleed and that blood would like drop on the ground or in space and harden into eggs that eventually became dragonlings. So they're like fragments of of the great ancient dragons. Um, So anyway. Completely dope. It's fine. What is Saks? Like yeah, comfortable there, natural language. Yeah. Uh, uh, leet gamer talk. Leet. You walked right into that. I know, but like, <laughs> here's my thing. I don't want that to be one of the seven languages I speak. No, don't do it. <laughs> don't fall for it. Don't. It's a trap. I don't want that to be one of the seven. No, no, you don't. Need Find that. another way. 
if you want to not know the language, but know enough of it, you can make an intellect roll or spend a point of intellect. Spend your... your yeah, your... I'm going to spend this thingy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Boom. thanks Mel. You got See, it. See, you're paying attention. You're doing great. Sort of. Yeah. So what are you, what, what, <laughs> what gonna, are you doing I'm with that I'm giving you that elite? thingy, the fate thingy, mm-hmm. uh, in order to know a phrase or two mm-hmm. that I can speak to Sack in this moment that will snap him the hell out of it. All right. And wake up and be here in the moment with us so that this thing can be not as bad and stop happening. Uh, So Petey's got hands on the chair. Sack is there. His eyes are flicking back and forth with this like vaporwave color rippling across his vision. And Petey looks at him and grits her big hippo teeth and says, Sack, we've got a low ping bastard. You need to snap out of it. Stop being a noob. Get on the payload. Oh my God. You have no idea how embarrassing you sound right now. <laughs> Are you awake yet? Yeah, I'm, a- I'm awake. I'm awake. What's going on? Do you want that now or after you turn this thing off? What thing? We're in space, Sack. In space. What? Sack, focus. The game of chair. It's a helm. This is a, this is a ship. We're in space now. The space around us is affected by your imagination at the moment, which means you're directing these pixelated pieces of shit to attack us. We're in... We're in space. Gamer space? I really hesitate to call it that, but yes. Can you do that thing you do and get on the payload or like make it go away, please? You're about to find out why I have yeah. the how many, best how many KD ratio. The best KD ratio of anyone in my follower class. Okay. I will like and subscribe if you can get this under control. You still have no idea how embarrassing you sound right now. <laughs>